It'll just be you, me, and Nick. We'll get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, October 18th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Nick, am, are people looking at me yet? Yeah, they should be. Okay. I didn't know because you pulled back up the browser, not VMix where you're supposed to be working. Well, I figured you were going to go to me to talk about soccer, so I just yeah, we to will hear momentarily. In front of me, and but so we've got a lot. I know what to I'm doing. Talk here. about on the show, including some breaking news. Well, it broke yesterday. People saw it on the Bulldog social media, but their game at Bishop Ironton is now not Friday night, November fourth. It is Saturday, October fifth at twelve p.m. Colin, November fifth, November. Excuse me, sorry. I was about to say October fifth already happened. It already did. Colin, okay. it was a good day. So, yeah, we'll have that game for you still. It's just now a Saturday afternoon instead of a Friday night, which now also means I, are we, are we ready to that announce we will that? be we picking re- a game. Yeah, we're picking a game to do that I'll Friday be broadcasting night. on Friday night uh, with Dylan Bishop. You'll be on the sidelines. Uh, we've got it narrowed down. We're kind of just trying to decide which is the best game to do. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have more details on that later on. But, again... Martinsburg will play at Bishop Ironton on Saturday, November 5th at 12 p.m., not Friday, November 4th at 7 p.m., um, but we'll have more details on that as we get closer. And then breaking Shepherd news, Nick, for us, our side yeah, of things. Well, obviously, with Martinsburg's game moving to Saturday, uh, that means we won't have the Shepherd at East Strasburg game, but we thought we weren't going to have a game this week, and we will. It will just be much different uh travis smith and i will be in studio for shepherd at westchester and we'll bring you the game um so we're gonna do the broadcast live from back here and using the westchester feed that they've provided us since they just didn't have enough room to accommodate us there um so we'll still have the game for you and we will have uh our pregame interviews and all that kind of stuff that we normally have just will be us back here this is kind of like what major broadcasts were doing in the height of covid when they still when they brought still do do it some still do yes Mm -hmm. because they realized they could save a lot of money yeah but yeah we'll be there uh for or we'll be here but we'll have the game for you just do it like the manning cast just interview some people we could do it that way but i don't i don't know i don't i don't think we're as entertaining as peyton manning and eli manning don't that, tell yourself capacity. short, man. I appreciate it, Colin. Yeah. I watch you every Saturday. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I watch you watch every Friday. Every Monday. I never watch the Mannings. Why not? I don't know. I just like to get the, the actual broadcast. All right. Because the Neon Moon Heffern put them on. What? I spend my That's Monday why I don't watch them. Underneath the lights of the Neon Moon. Hey, if you weren't at the Neon Moon last night, where were you at? I know, they missed some fun times. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of rehash some of last night in the second segment. Uh, but Nick, Do we have to? second I don't uh, to. sectionals for boys and girls soccer last night. Yeah, uh, some good games last night in the sectional play. We'll start with the boys' scores. Hedgesville defeats Musselman 3-2. to two. 
Uh, Spring Mills beats Martinsburg 5-0. And then a good one here between Washington and Jefferson, a 1-0 win for the Washington Patriots. That means on Thursday, Washington will travel to Hampshire and Hedgesville will travel to Spring Mills uh, to close out sectional play. In girls' soccer, the Martinsburg Bulldogs beat the Spring Mills Cardinals 4-1 to for a home game for Martinsburg. And then Hedgesville defeated Musselman 7-0. And then finally, in double overtime, same score as the boys, but this one goes to double OT. Washington winning over Jefferson 1-0. And that means Thursday, Washington will travel to Hampshire again in girls' soccer. And Martinsburg will travel to Hedgesville. So looking forward to... uh, those matchups on Thursday, and good luck to those teams still remaining in the sectional play. Yeah, it must have been a long night there in Washington High School because there. both the girls and the boys games were at Washington and having a double overtime game, and then followed by the boys. It's gonna be a long night at Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. that's true too on Thursday, especially because uh, those are two quality teams. So. The EPAC soccer uh, brings some excitement, and we'll see who can represent in the regions and in the in the states. Yeah, we'll get more into uh, soccer action as we get the scores. Probably talk a little bit. You said that's Thursday? Yes. Yeah. We'll talk a little Friday about it as we preview the other kind of football. We'll preview football and recap football, soccer, as they call it in America. I'm trying to find this post that uh, Jim Klein tagged me in this morning. About tonight's volleyball match? Yes, because it was very well written. It's like, we should hire him to write your opens for uh, football Friday nights. What are you trying to say? You know what I'm I'm trying trying to say. say Why does he keep throwing me under the bus, man? Because Nick had the idea. It's because you didn't go to Marshall. No, it's because Nick had the idea, and it was really, really good when he did I mean, I didn't invite the idea of an open. No. Broadcast, so, so his, I don't want to be credited with that. But. His post says tonight: Quad A dominant Broadneck Bruins bring their number two state ranking. Why are you talking like that? And a four match win streak from the Maryland Capital to Musselman High School. I'm not sure Broadneck is any good, but their team photo is impressive. There is no height shortage as Broadneck boasts ten players at five ten or taller. I have faith in our local Musselman volleyball team, and I know I will. They will put forth maximum effort. To get a W in the EPAC. If you can't make it to Klein Court for live action at 545 TV10 and WRNR TV has you covered. Should have just had Jim on the show. Yeah. Why didn't you invite him? Because we were a little busy this morning. What were you busy with? I don't know. I had a lot of stuff to <laughs> exactly. do. Exactly. I had a lot of stuff to do uh broadcast wise, you know. Out. Director wise, no. all he has to do is come up with these terrible Colin jokes. Exactly, that's all he does every single morning is try to He's distract. Like, how us. am I going to mm-hmm. pick on Colin today? Yeah. yeah, that's his prep. I see it on his computer right now. He writes the words wise, wise, there, therein, there, and that's why he doesn't pay attention and then repeats what we say. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that Jim Klein literally. Copied and pasted his post into the comments of today's show. Probably because you were looking for it. No, he did it way before because it says six minutes ago. Jim always helps. Yeah. I might get the call at the game with Jim. Oh, yeah. Hopefully Dylan feels better, but if he doesn't. 
If he does not, I am ready, like Taylor Heineke's ready to start. We'll break that down more later on, but uh, EPAC Volleyball, kind of EPAC Volleyball, we'll have Muscleman Volleyball on TV10 tonight against a team out of Maryland. What did we say when we talked to Coach Martz? What did he say about the coach? It's a Hedgesville graduate. Yes, that's what it was. That's, yes. Yeah. I was trying to, I couldn't remember exactly where the coach had gone to school, but I knew they were somewhere in the, from the Eastern Panhandle. Yep. Hedgesville. So it's pretty cool that uh, that's that this game is happening. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, the only little critique I'd had for Jim says, I don't know if they're any good, but he also said that they're number two in Maryland. So I feel like yeah. it should be some pretty good competition. Yeah, I mean, he's a former At least Maryland paper, coach, like, so yeah. he should respect Well, not Maryland coach. High school coach in Maryland. Yeah, that's what I meant. Obviously, he wasn't the Maryland <laughs> Terrapins coach. That would be impressive. It would be. It's still impressive. Yeah, no, it still is, but... His accomplishments. All right, we're getting way off track here. Let's just end the first segment. Uh, That'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix today, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, what are we talking about on the other side of this break? Uh, We'll talk Shepherd football. Uh... They moved around as a polls. We'll rehash some of the stuff we talked about last night on uh, Monday Night Mayhem. But that's after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. Uh, thanks to Susan Davis. Uh, she says, Broadneck is coached by Tracy Regalbuto, who was the setter for the championship team for Hedgesville in 2002. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I could not remember who Coach Smart said the head coach was because... That was so long ago, and we've done so much since then. Um, and at the time, we weren't broadcasting that game. We had actually moved things around, right? Yeah. Yeah. So wasn't really on the mind at that point, but thank you again for that. Uh, let's talk some Shepherd football. Uh, before we talk Shepherd football, I just want to get into a little – we're not going to talk much about it, but uh, – hold on. Something's wrong with the computer here. All right. We're good now. Um so we, we talked about, we had her on the show when she uh, announced her intent to transfer to Marshall, Abby Beeman, uh, but she's representing their team at the Sunbelt Media Day. So at this point, she's got a good chance to be a starter down there for Marshall, at a D, jumping from D2 to D1. That does seem to be the case. And I mean, you brought in a player of Abby Beeman's caliber and based on what she was able to do at Shepard, it's not too surprising that... Um, you know, Coach Kemper's team is going to go with her in the starting lineup, or at least it appears if you're sending that player to media day that you think highly of them and they're probably going to be one of your better players. Um, so it says a lot because they see. have a lot on their team that are, they have a few people returning on their team. Do you think they know not to ask her about cheeseburgers? <laughs> I'm sure you could ask her. Yeah. It's just more so that she doesn't consume them. Yeah. We tried to get her. We tried to get her an NIL deal, but she wasn't wanting it. I don't think you were in the Chick-fil-A? van. Where I, no, uh, the van ride, and we were talking about this with Dylan. 
Um, we tried to get her to go get a burger at Fat Patty's. The this demon was my burger. Idea, it so was Nick's try to idea, steal it, by the way. And mm-hmm. essentially, Fat Patty's is the. Uh, it's like the burger place in Huntington. It's right okay. next to the, right next to the arena. Campus. And right next to the arena. Literally, you walk out of the arena and you'll hit it if you walk out like, from the side. If Abby Beeman ends up bawling out at Marshall University, she could like say that she had her first burger at Fat Patty's and that like made her a better baller. Okay, okay. And it's like a good commercial for the place. You know, they already have that like connection to Marshall, so... And it's the Beeman Burger. I just want, yeah, the Beeman Burger could come out. That was a Spencer idea, I believe. It yeah. could be like honey on the burger. Bees make honey. There you go. I don't I, know, I don't I don't know if that would taste any good. I don't know. We, like, we jokingly said it and Dylan texted it to her. And she said, Dylan texted her to her and she said like something sarcastic, like, yeah, I'll get right on that or something like that because uh-huh. we know she doesn't like burgers. So. I got us down a rabbit hole again. Yeah, it's a good idea. (laughs) All right, let's go back to Shepard football now. We mentioned at the start of the show we will. Nick and Travis will have the call for uh, Saturday's game at Westchester, Uh, but it will be a different kind of situation. We'll be in the studio taking the feed of uh, Westchester uh, and getting ready for Westchester. Talk, I guess, recap kind of what happened over the weekend. Uh, Shepard gets the win huge over Millersville. And in that win, Dante Harrison not only gets a fumble recovery for a touchdown of 60 yards, he also gets a 29-yard interception return for a touchdown. And uh, he has three solo tackles to go along with that. And what does that get him, Nick? Defensive player of the week, or athlete of the week, I should say. And, uh, you know, Dante Harrison's been playing really good football. This is now three touchdowns in two weeks for Defensive pack, you don't see that very often. So, um, you know, he's playing well. He's been a big part of this defense. I think overall, this secondary for Shepard has taken a big step forward. And it was a spot that you would think heading into the season would take a step back, having losing Ponce de Leon yeah. and losing Antonio Fox there on the back end. But Keyshawn Haley's played well. Uh, McDowell's played well. Both those corners and Harrison and Clayton Batten are really coming into their own. So uh, that Shepard defense continues to get better, and those guys are making plays. So um, it's nice to see, and it's nice to see the recognition as well for Harrison. Here's his two scores from your call, Nick. Bumps once, now throws underneath. Ball comes out. I don't know if that was a catch, but Shepard has it, and they're running down the far sideline. It's Dante Harrison. Harrison in stride, and he'll take it all the way back for a Shepard University Rams touchdown. Footman in the shotgun formation. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Those two two calls, Mr. Touchdown on defense, Nick. I like that. Yeah, he's the Michael McCook of the Rams defense. Every time <laughs> he touches the ball, he scores. Um, I think we may be getting another email today from Chip Ransom about uh, Dante Harrison. Touchdown. The D.C. Club? area touchdown club potentially is from Washington, D.C., went to Archbishop Carroll uh, High School. So, I mean, it's, it could be yeah. a possibility. It could be. I mean, we saw that with Haynes. We saw that with Ronnie. Was he there last week? Haney. We saw it with Ronnie Brown. What? Was he on there last week? No, but he only had. Do you have one interception last week for a he touchdown? He had a touchdown, but now he's got two touchdowns. You so don't even necessarily have to score. I don't think. I think it's just like you just play well. You can get on there, but obviously, I think he's got is, a better shot now than he did. It is honor roll as well, so you do have to you know do it both on the field and in the classroom. And I, 
I hope he is. I hope Dante Harrison is, but I don't know him that well to know if he is or not. But, hey, we'll see if he's on there, and that would be definitely cool to see. Yeah, it definitely would be cool to see. Uh, Shepard, the rankings come out again. Uh, We talked yesterday about Grand Valley State, Ferris State uh, squaring off on Saturday, and uh, Grand Valley State, the number two team versus the number one team in Ferris State, Grand Valley State getting the 22-21 victory. Grand Valley State moves up to number one in the AFCA coaches poll. Angelo State at number two. Shepard moves up to number three with um, Ferris State falling to number seven. So Shepard moves up to the third spot uh, this week, and they face a one of their tougher tests of the of this latter part of the season uh, with Westchester this weekend. Yeah, I mean Westchester is a historically. You know, one of the best, Coach McCook said last night on Monday Night Mayhem, you know, they are the best program uh, in the PSAC when it comes to history. So it's a good program. It's a team that struggled a little bit this year. Shane Dooley uh, was their starting quarterback, but he hasn't played since the first two games of the season. So they've gone through a little bit of uh, quarterback changes there. And if you remember, he had a big game last year when these two teams met. They have a good running game, though. Uh, McKenzie's one of the better running backs in the conference, so he'll be a tough uh, matchup for Shepard. He had a big game last year when these two teams played, so I would still expect a competitive football game between Shepard and Westchester, but it is a little bit of a different Westchester team than maybe they had anticipated heading into the year, but they'll be well-prepared, a good coaching staff, and uh, should prepare or should give the Rams a bigger challenge than they faced the last couple of weeks, but uh, even in those first halves, both Shippensburg and Millersville are, uh, were competitive teams and I think helped make Shepard better uh, as they move forward and try to achieve their ultimate goals of the season. But the coaches poll is really kind of the, the poll that matters, in my opinion, I think. More Technically, than- I mean, neither of them, I don't think, mean anything until you get to the regional rankings. Which should be uh, coming out soon, I feel like. Yeah, probably getting close to those, but... Uh, I would say the coaches' poll tends to be the one that more people, I guess, look to. But at the end of the day, like we've said, as long as you're in the playoffs um, and you have an opportunity to, you know, play home games in the playoffs, I think that's really the, what will matter ultimately for Shepard here in Region One. So, um, Rams moving up in that coaches' poll—that's great to see. But again, it's not. I don't think a huge deal either way where they are in the, those rankings, but they should, if the season were to end right now, be the number one team in Region 1, which is most important. Yes, and then uh, D2Football.com puts out their poll. Shepard somehow drops from 5th to 6th. It's all opinion, so... Yeah. You know, I, I can understand it to an extent. I mean, the Rams haven't gotten a quality win in a few weeks, uh, But they've still been winning. Yeah, they've still been winning, but I mean, it's been maybe some of these other teams they're looking at their, who I they've guess. beaten, and I don't know. But we all know Shepard's a good team, and we know they're one of the top five, potentially even a top three team in the nation this year, um, based on the fact that they have one of the best offenses in the country, if not the best. They have the best player in the country, and their defense continues to get better, so... The Rams can match up with pretty much everybody. I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens when they get into the playoffs and if they are able to make a run again. But, uh, you know, in terms of where you rank them, I mean, I'd probably put them in the top three based on how they've performed to this point. But 
it is kind of what it is when you look at those other polls. I don't think the team really looks too much into it, and I don't think it really matters too much. Looking at some stats here, uh, Shepard is fourth now in scoring offense with 44.9 points a game. Virginia Union is putting up 48.6 points a game. Uh, that's kind of crazy that yeah. they're up there. All the, like that's you know then I Quinchetta Quinchetta Baptist they're putting up 46.1 Colorado School of the Mines putting up 45.6 and then Shepard there at 44.9 West uh, West Florida 44.8 then 43 kind of drops from there and then Charleston University of Charleston West Virginia is at 10th with 38.3 um Tyson Bajant now I don't was he leading the, the nation last week in passing yards no, I believe he was second. Yeah, he's still second this week uh, behind McKendry's quarterback, uh, Turner Pullen. Um, but uh, he's getting close to a Division two all-time record, Nick. Yeah, he's approaching both the touchdowns and the yardage record. Uh, and based on his pace, it's possible that he could do it against East Strasburg, which would mean that he would break the record against the current record holder because East Strasburg's head coach currently holds the record for the most touchdowns in NCAA Division II college football. So how cool would that be? But uh, for us, because we want to be there and we want to have it for 10, I'm hoping he throws you know 11 in the next two weeks. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, it would be pretty sick. But Or he could do it the following week. That's true, but because that's still technically right. We don't know if we'll season. be there though. We don't know if we'll be there. I believe I read that all right that the play yeah it all counts, counts anyways. Playoffs count in college. Ah, Playoff right. stats count. In oh, college. so he's getting it. Yeah, he's definitely going to get the touchdowns and the yards. It's just when will it happen? Yeah, Ronnie Brown continues to lead the nation in average per attempt with nine point five nine average per attempt, which is point five above uh, T.J. Cole from Quachita Baptist. Uh, so he's continuing to be up there, and it, it literally seems like whenever he gets the ball, something dangerous can happen, like it's happened all year. I'd love to see both Tyson and Ronnie be Harland Hill nominees. Yeah, I don't know if Ronnie will get it. Just because he doesn't have the, the – I don't know. I feel like he doesn't have the yardage as a lot of players have. Like there's He a has lot a great of, average yes, when but, it comes to carries. He doesn't get enough touches in the – in the backfield to necessarily yeah, that's kind of what I was the get point the I was yardage making. to get a nominee. Uh, he may end up getting a nominee in terms of there's a lot of players that get nominees like Millersville's defensive yeah. end had a nominee, so he might be like on the outside. But I don't know if he'll be like a finalist, which I guess is what your point was there. Nominee, I think Tyson's got a good chance of at least being a finalist again. Um, do we see Marlon Cook? Where's he at still? He's kind of dropped I know off. He was leading, but so, I know the past few weeks. He wasn't I don't, I don't getting as many. He's now the ninth uh, in, in receiving yards. Yeah. He can uh, eat back you up. You know who is the leader in receiving yards, though? Who? I'm looking to you. You should know. Waynesburg? No. No, that's D3. But why should I know? You should know your history. You're the Bulldogs play-by-play broadcaster. Know your history. Who would it be right now? Jared Bowie. Gerard huh? Bowie, excuse me. Concord. He's got 63 catches, 943 yards, and nine touchdowns. The junior from Martinsburg. Hmm. 
I know. I just didn't realize he was that high up. Yeah. Okay. You've not been paying attention? Not for D2. You though. wouldn't have known that if you didn't just look at it. Exactly. So I knew he had some really good games because I've seen it posted in the Bulldogs football fan group page. But I didn't know he was leading the nation, to be completely honest with you. Thank you. Yes. Honesty. <laughs> Pass it on. I think he's got, yeah, he's got the most receptions in D2 as well. Um, Maybe he'll be a nominee. You would presume... He also is second in touchdowns, leads the country in receiving yards. So, yeah, there's a good shot. And he's so only and a we could have too. two Martinsburg alums with nominees. What if he won it? That would be like, if Tyson doesn't win it, that'd be cool if he won it. Yeah. It's pretty tough for a receiver to typically get those awards. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, I guess to an extent, uh, you know, the quarterback position takes home the Heisman, they take home the Har- Harlan Hill, maybe a running back if you have a really dynamic season and then on the year where you just all either no quarterback really stands out then you see a wide receiver like the year Devonte smith won the heisman yeah but it's just much more rare and then other positions you pretty much have no chance of winning that kind of award yeah it's just like when what charles woodson won yeah he's the last defensive player to win the yep. heisman yeah all right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk uh, some college football playoff scenarios. We kind of brought that up a little bit yesterday, but we didn't have a lot of time for it, so we'll talk about that. Uh, tonight starts the NBA season. We'll make some predictions, and uh, we'll do that when we come back on today's edition of the Sports Mix back in two minutes. Focus on my breathing Are you a local business here in the Eastern Panhandle trying to expand your customer base? Well, you've come to the right place because us here at Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 have many options for you. Our two daily shows garner two different audiences. From 8 to 10 a.m., it's the Eastern Panhandle Talk with Rob Mario. And from 12 to 1, it's the Sports Mix with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. In the evenings, we'll cover Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference sports as well as Shepherd Sports. And on the weekends, we cover local events as well. Call us at 304-263-6586 to learn more about how our advertising packages can make your businesses boom. And tell them Spencer sent you. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as always. We'll talk some uh, college football playoff scenarios. Nick, what was the question that you posed yesterday? Um, Just for the people that so were So essentially, listening. I saw something on Twitter that people thought, wouldn't it be interesting, I guess, if uh, with Tennessee beating Alabama, if Tennessee were to lose to Georgia... Um, and then Ole Miss's only loss being to Alabama, and then Alabama were to um, be a one-loss SEC champ, Georgia losing to Alabama in the SEC championship. Could we see an all-SEC um, college football playoff, which would consist of being Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, and then Ole Miss? So I think it's probably the longest shot there to make it as a one-loss team, especially if we have an undefeated conference champ. 
but there's still some scenarios here where uh, you know all those other teams that are currently undefeated I think could potentially lose, which would then really shake things up, um, and we could have one loss conference champs and then one loss teams that didn't win the conference in the SEC, and their only losses are to those teams. So more so, I think, though, could we see three SEC teams, I think is the more realistic question, because seeing all four, I think, is just such a stretch. Yeah, but what about these teams here like Ohio State, Clemson, TCU, UCLA? What if they're 13 and 0? I mean, and I think, conference champions. And yeah, conference I think champions. They get in, but also, I, that's four teams right there. I just don't know. I mean, I've always been kind of of the mindset that the college football regular season is essentially just one long playoff. And yeah, because you if you yourself, you eliminate yourself. Lose. Yeah, you yeah. self eliminate. So I agree with that. I think if Tennessee were to lose to Georgia, that eliminates Tennessee. Yeah, I do too. And then if Alabama were to beat Georgia in the SEC championship, Georgia still gets in because two loss or one loss SEC runner up gets in every year. It seems like it does. And then you would probably see Ohio State. But they have to be undefeated. I feel like undefeated Ohio State. I mean, I think they in they get in one loss Big Ten champ. Yeah. Depending Maybe. on I mean that it's Ohio State like they're in the playoff and then Clemson probably gets in. Well, I feel like if it was Michigan that would beat them. Michigan would be undefeated. Maybe they get in over Ohio State. Well, they have to win the Big 10 championships. Yeah. So obviously if Michigan beats Ohio State in the regular season, then Michigan gets in. But I'm just saying that if Ohio State Ohio State is I think is better and than one but didn't win the Big and then they're out. They they lose in the conference championship, but were undefeated regular season. You think yeah. they're out? Who they lose to? I don't know. Whoever beats, I don't know who it is. Somebody bad, right? That would be somebody bad in the other division because everybody good is in Ohio State's division, right? Yeah. So, so then yeah, I'd probably throw like TCU in or whoever ends up being undefeated or a one loss champ. I don't know. We'll talk about this more as the season goes along as we get closer to maybe those scenarios being true or maybe, you know, you get two loss teams. Right now it would be Illinois. to be a one-loss team. Is the, yeah, Illinois, and they're 6-1. and one. I mean, maybe. But I, I feel like then you, you start thinking about putting Ole Miss in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many scenarios. This early, it, It's over halfway. We're about halfway through the year, right? Yeah, we're exactly halfway yeah. out for some we talk about this in three, four weeks and see where things are. Yeah. I just thought it, it was an just, interesting thing that I saw on yeah. Twitter. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That people were like, wouldn't this be kind of funny? Yeah. I mean, it's a fair point because we kind of mentioned it off the air yesterday. The SEC's by far the best conference in college football. It seems like every year it's the SEC teams in the national championship anyways and in the semifinal, the final four, whatever you want to call it, for the college football playoff, the two SEC teams that are in blows out the other two out of the other Power Five conferences. So why not just put in four SEC teams and yeah. try to make it more competitive? If but also, I think best four. if Ole Miss had already lost to Bama, do we really need to watch Alabama play Ole Miss again? In a yeah, but what if it's game? like a field goal game? That's when you have an interesting. Now, if it's take a blowout, there. yeah, Bamba beats him by like two scores. But also, why not give somebody else a chance? Exactly. So, I think Clemson this year really isn't all that good. 
but if they end up making the playoff, they're or if they end up going undefeated, they'll be in the playoff. I do too. But they'll probably get blown out by like three or four touchdowns. And Ohio then, State, do, do I think, is the put, team that, or even Michigan, but I still believe that Ohio State will beat Michigan when they play. Um, do you even put in, like, if TCU goes undefeated in the Big 12 Conference Championship, uh, UCLA in the Pac-12 goes undefeated the Conference 12. Championship, do either of those teams even get considered being undefeated Conference Champions? Probably not, I don't think, unless we have a bunch of one-loss teams. But I just... I don't think the Big 12 is very good, and the Pac-12 seems to almost never get respect. Yeah. So, like, the scenario that we had, it was Alabama 12-1, and SEC championship, losing to Tennessee in the regular season. Georgia 12-1, and the lost Alabama in the SEC championship. Tennessee at 11-1, and lost to Georgia in the regular season. Michigan 11-1, and lost to Ohio State. Ohio State undefeated conference champion. Clemson undefeated conference champion. Ole Miss 11-1, lost to Bama. TCU undefeated conference champion. UCLA undefeated conference champion. Out of those teams, the four that you'd put in are Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah, because that's who the four teams are like almost every year. Yeah. So why would it change this year? It's just an interesting scenario, which is why everybody's been saying expand the playoff. Yeah, but... That's just that's going to happen though. Blowouts. It's going to happen, right? Didn't it's they say it's going to happen? Like it's two years. This year. It's All just right. going to lead to more blowouts. All right, you know what begins tonight? What? The NBA season yeah, begins of course tonight. I know. Yes. TNT got a doubleheader. 7:30, 76ers, Celtics. Colin's going to be watching. Got my Kelly Green. Well, well, he's going to be watching. He's going to be watching from his phone. Ball. He's going to be looking at the score. Oh, it's a good chance he's going to be a play-by-play. So. Exactly. Unless yeah. Dylan. Uh, Feels better, which but, we uh, hope he does. But if he's not on play-by-play, Dylan, man, we gotta improve his immune system. Yeah, yeah. It seems like he's sick like too much. It's because karaoke all the time. <laughs> it's because he's How around those kids. Sick? That's true. Mm-hmm. High schoolers getting them sick. Substitute teaching. You know what can you do about it? Good for him. Trying to teach the I youth guess. of America. Except for the sick part. <laughs> All right, 7.30 TNT, 76ers, Celtics, then 10 p.m. Lakers, Warriors also on TNT. Uh, Wizards begin tomorrow. Who do they have, Nick? Do we know? Pacers. The Pacers. That's what it is. Uh, we'll have Dave Johnson, radio play-by-play voice for the Wizards on 12.30 tomorrow to preview the Wizards season. We'll carry a bunch of their games this year on Talk Radio WRNR and TV. No, talk rated WRNR 106.5 cool FM, AM 740, as we have for a very long time. When uh, got up, when I got in contact with Dave last year, he said we've been one of the longest radio affiliates of the Washington Wizards, the, dating cool. back to the 90s. It's cool. Because in D.C., they move around to their flagship a lot. So, you know, out here we might be the longest, you know, we could be the longest running I can't remember what he said. He did say something along those lines last year. Uh, but we'll talk about tonight's slate. 76ers, Celtics. Celtics are favored by three, and it's a coach. What was he, a former player or assistant? Yeah, player. Former player. He was on the Final Four team. The Mountaineers is their acting head coach. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, he leads Boston this year. So best of luck to Joe Mazzola and the uh, Boston Celtics, who will be repping the uh, new city edition uniforms inspired by the uh late great bill russell so yeah 
I don't know. This is a weird situation for Boston because you have all these distractions here with your head coach uh, and his off-the-court allegations. So I think Philly could come in and get a win, but it's also an emotional night for the Celtics. Not only are you honoring Bill Russell and your championship, so those are two things uh, to get them going tonight to potentially get the win. Eastern Conference Championship. Oh, yeah. I guess they didn't. I thought they did for some not. reason that they won I, the finals. I don't know why I was thinking no, that. Unfortunately, but. they did not. So, yeah, so they're going to lose tonight then. Mm, it's Philly. Um, and mm. then the Warriors will smack the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. LeBron might play well. He'll get like a triple-double. Yeah. Um. So. But that's it. Based on the betting odds, the new NBA season is the most wide open the league has ever seen. Sportsbooks have numerous legitimate contenders and no clear-cut favorites. The Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics, and L.A. Clippers are either favorites or co-favorites across the betting market with the consensus odds of plus 600, which is the longest recorded odds for any opening night favorite. Additionally, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, and Philadelphia 76ers have consensus odds to of a 10 to 1 or shorter. Who's betting on the Clippers? A, a lot, lot of people, people think apparently the are going to be good this Their year. The whole team is going to be on the IR. John Wall injury prone point guard, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard injury prone small forward, Paul George is injury prone at shooting guard, so who's going to play for them? I mean, you just got to make the playoffs. Yeah. You got to be top 10. I mean, you got to stay healthy, though, to do that. So. You just got to be healthy by the playoffs. Uh, I don't like the Clippers. <laughs> yes. Maybe. I like the Warriors. Um, I don't I think like the, the Warriors. Well, no, 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 duh. <laughs> I like no, the Duh, Wins. you're a Celtics. I also mean fan. to win the championship. Yeah. I think. Uh, That's what I I'm think... saying. We're talking about teams to win the championship. I, I, said, I well, was no, too. Duh. Mm. You're going to want your favorite team to win the championship. I mean, but it's also realistic. Like, if you guys would right now say the Wizards, it's probably not realistic this year. I think they're going to get a 7 to 10 seed somewhere, as Nick says. Yeah, that's pretty much where they're, like, locked in for yes. the rest of the time. Yes. Um, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to say gonna they win. get a 5 seed. No. The Wizards? Yeah, no chance yeah. in hell. No, um, they will. No Why? chance. Why? No shot. No. Chill out over there, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> no shot. Um, Give me the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we will talk a lot of things. Uh, Anders makes some news yesterday, officially official about uh, their quarterback position. The Capitals get a win last night. Ovechkin scores twice. Um, and then we'll talk a little MLB playoffs when we return and to wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix back in two minutes. Hear from every EPAC coach every week on the Sports Mix this fall. They really showed that they have a lot of grit. They can play with just about anybody. That's the culture that we've been building here at Washington High. Our senior leadership stepped up and said, playoffs are bust for us. Pretty much the same thing we've been saying since day one. Stay humble, stay hungry. They never solidify some things. I really think the key for our team is that they do some things that if we're not ready, they'll be the team that's sitting there at 500 at the end of the night. The Sports Mix, weekdays from 12 to 1 and re-aired from 5 to 6. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as we always do. Uh, no mix-up this week. We might be getting Dylan maybe soon. He's got a lot going on, though, uh, within his life. Uh, but, guys. Yep, gets the point to the pylon. <laughs> there comes Chase Young. No, this wasn't what I wanted. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, I was trying to get the Heineke in there, but I didn't get it in there. But Heineke, going to start now. Here, how about this? I'll redeem redeem myself. You can kind of hear it there. Uh, But Heineke now is going to be the starting quarterback. Why? Not because they benched Carson Wentz, which they could have done, but because he broke his finger in last Thursday night's game. And it was on his throwing hand, and he had surgery yesterday morning in Los Angeles. And they didn't disclose a timeline for his return. The projected timeline is a four- to six-week timeline, I believe. Uh, he fractured his right ring finger on uh, Thursday night, which, if you remember, do you would you watch the game on Thursday? Yeah. Do you remember the replay where they were shown slow-mo of him doing like this? Yeah. That he, That's probably when he broke it. No, you could tell something was wrong, yeah. and he didn't really throw the ball as much after that, but didn't need to. Still got the win, so hopefully he uh, recovers. But I have always thought highly of Heineke, maybe not as a starter in the NFL, but I feel like he's a pretty reliable backup that will win you some games. He just want a playoff game. Yeah. But I am I still confident this in this team? No. No. I don't think he can win with this team and how this offensive line has been playing. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they played a little bit mobile. better last week. It's the Chicago Bears. That's true. That's true. This you is the Packers this week. Yeah, if they beat the Packers, Packers it's because too. the Packers exactly. aren't good. Maybe. But probably not. They just, I think they fixed it this week. And they yeah. Win. They fix it? They fix it in terms of they get a win because it's the Washington Commanders. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning that way, too. <laughs> like, the Giants, I thought, were bad, but obviously the Giants are good. They're 5-1, and one, so maybe they're not bad. Yeah. But the um, Packers are bad, but they're just not as bad as the Commanders. So, Sam Howe will back up Taylor Heineke. Just which start at, him. At some point this season, I, I do want to see Sam Howell. You know what Taylor Heineke you. is. Last night. And it's not good. It's mediocre. It's mediocre. Can't throw the deep pass. Just a short guy. He can run the ball around, obviously. He can get oh, you I out like of the that pocket. I like that threat. Um, it's going to help Sam with Howell a can crappy, run, too. Yes. It's going to help with a crappy line. Yes. But do you want your rookie getting hit? Nah, teach him somehow. He's going to play in Washington. He's going to get hit. So. That's true. That is very true. I just signed Jake Fromm to the practice. I guess yeah. for now you can let Heineke run out there and lose you some games, and then after you lose like three with Heineke, you can be like, oh, Carson, you're hurt. We're going to get rid of you, trying yeah. to trade you in the offseason. And then they make a horrible you. idea of like throwing Hal out there Yeah, in but at Philly. that point, what's the point? Yeah. Like you're already, what, two and seven, two and eight at that point? Yeah, probably. So go ahead and throw him out there. 
Yeah, why not? Just why not? It be at Philly. Ron Rivera's going to lose his job by that point, so. We'll see. <laughs> He's like, Probably. hey, can Sam Howe get us like four or five wins and I can stick around for another season? Yeah. Or are we going to lose out and he doesn't do that? All right. You want to talk about a winning team in D.C.? Power play one. Still no Evgeny Kuznetsov on They've this. Won. Marcus Johansson is low. He feeds Ovechkin. Got the shot away. They score. It's one. Nothing. Washington. Alex Ovechkin gets his first goal of the year. Not only does he get his first goal of the year, but. A lot of changes tonight for Washington in game. Here's Pedersen. Three points for him. Turned it over. Jensen on the move. He's got Ovechkin with him. Across the Vancouver line. And a lead pass a little too far for Alex to the corner. Kuznetsov, left point, big shot, tip, score! And it's 7-82 for Alex Ovechkin! His second goal of the game, it's 6-4 Washington! Washington gets the win 6-4 last night in a comeback win over the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Alex Ovechkin scored the first goal just 56 seconds into the game, uh, but the Caps would uh, have to come back. They... Came back with a vengeance. Dylan Strom got his first goal of the year on a power play goal. Uh, John Carlson notched his first goal of the year. Connor Sherry already his third goal of the season. And then Alex Ovechkin's second goal. Uh, so he's, he had a two-goal, two-assist, four-point night last night. Uh, the Caps are now 2-2 two and two on the season, as they will have off until Thursday when they head up north, to, uh, north of the border to take on the Ottawa Senators. That'll be a 7 p.m. puck drop, but uh, the Caps starting to look good. I guess you can be happy with a 2-2 two and two start for four games in six days. So it, it's tough. It, it is tough. It's tough when you have a lot of new guys on your team trying to learn each other. I mean, there's a lot of new guys on this Caps no, team. True. A lot of guys out. Backstrom, Wilson, big core guys that are out with injuries. Technically, they're not a winning team yet. They're a 500 team. Well, I'm talking about a team that has won two games recently back-to-back games exactly they're heating up <laughs> yeah they are heating up all right nick uh after the show we're immediately after the show the neil brown press conference show airs hear about the mountaineers after getting a win last thursday and they got what tcu this saturday texas tech, tech. texas tech this saturday which you'll be able to hear 12 p.m pregame 3 p.m kickoff from the Mountaineer Sports Network, but uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, tonight, TV 10, volleyball action, Musselman hosting Broadneck out of Maryland, 545 pregame, 6 p.m. JV, 7 p.m. Varsity. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.